Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Stand up and testify. Stand up and tell why. Stand up and let people know that Jesus is Lord. We ought to stand up and let somebody know. Amen. And give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Are you going to stand up and testify? Then let's testify to the goodness and the grace of Almighty God. What a blessing. How we thank God for all that he is, all that he's doing, and all that he plans to do for his people. Pray with me for a moment. Blessed Father, we thank you. We stand now in your presence, O God, to testify of the goodness of the Lord. To let those who may not know you, that our God is a great God. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is a loving God. And we praise you, Lord. And we give your name all the glory. Father, now bless us as we come now to praise you and worship you in this thy word. Bless now, O God, that one that don't know you as a Savior. May they come today. May they be convinced and convicted by the power of your Spirit to come and give their life to you. Bless now those who are already saved but don't have a church home. May today they'll make that decision. And we give you praise, O oh God. Now touch your servant, O oh God. Speak through me to these thy people for your glory, your honor, and your praise. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. We ask it all in that name. Amen. And amen. amen. Praise God. Let's get right to it, if you would, to, while you're standing, to go to the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. The Gospel of Matthew 15, 21 through 28. If you're at Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, say amen. amen. For those of you uh, watching us via streaming, if you missed it, Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Matthew writes, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. Amen. 
I suppose it would have been something awesome when the woman answered the Lord and he said, great is your faith. Our theme for this year is in 2021 is faith, faithfulness, and faith, or faithful. I remind you today to consider the woman in the text. Though not yet a believer in Jesus Christ, she reached out in great faith for the sake of her child. I am confident that some of you have known or heard about people who expressed great faith in the Lord. Some of our moms and grandmoms, we didn't know how it was going to end, and they didn't know either, but they had faith, and they trusted in the Lord. They didn't have much financial resources, but they trusted in the Lord. They didn't have all what other folks had, but they trusted in the Lord. That's where great faith comes from. They believed there was nothing too difficult, nothing too hard for God to do. There are some among you who possess the gift of faith. That gift is that you can believe that God can not only do anything, that he will do anything. That's great faith in him. That's those who possess that kind of faith. We may not all have that gift of faith. However, we do have faith or should have faith in God. Let me tell you just a little bit about some who had this great faith in God to warm us up. Abraham, the father of faith, believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness and was called a friend of God. The prophet Daniel was a man of prayer but was known as a man of great faith. Job expressed great faith when he uttered, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. The apostle Paul declared, for we walk by faith, not by sight. That ought to warm us up in terms of do you have great faith? I don't mean that you just think and say, well, the Lord might or might not do it. If you think that way, stop thinking because he is not going to do it. We have faith in him that, Lord, I know you'll work it out according to your own plan. Let's look again at what the Word of God says. And before we do, let me give you this. There are numerous examples throughout the Old and New Testaments of people from different walks of life and different religious backgrounds who exhibit great faith in a great God. The unnamed woman in the text today is just one of many. The Scripture gives no detail of her religious pedigree except to say that she is a Gentile and not a daughter of Abraham. She is one from the region of Tyre and Sidon and not from Jerusalem. She is a religious outsider, not a Jewish insider. This woman expressed an incomparable faith in the Lord Jesus. You see, my friends, just from that little bit of beginning, that if you have, you possess that kind of faith in the living God, you have nothing to be concerned about because God will meet every need. As Jesus spoke to the Apostle Paul, that he'll meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I don't know what kinds of needs that you have today, 
escape. I submit to you that you trust in the living and incomparable God. For he is Lord God Almighty. He's King of all kings and Lord of all lords. And he's God of all gods. He is only God. And I'll tell you that if you haven't experienced him, you ought to try and experience him even right now. Because he is still still great. You see, it is anemic. You see, what about your faith today? Do you possess that kind of faith? What is your situation of faith today? Is it anemic, barely visible, or is it a strong faith? What are the circumstances surrounding your life which causes you to come to Christ with great faith? I'm just talking to the people of God right now. It does not matter who you are, where you come from, or what your situation is. You too can have great faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As Christians, we live by our faith in the Lord. As Paul said, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk in that trust. We walk in that deliverance. We walk in Christ. And that gives us what we need. My friends, we, we live by faith. We know according to Scripture that faith comes by the hearing of the Word and not what else? It comes how? The Word of God says that faith comes by hearing and, and hearing by the Word of God. In other words, we ought to be where the Word is. If you're at home, you ought to have your Bible. Come on, talk to me. If you're, at, if you're at the bus stop or you're waiting on an airplane, you ought to pull out your electronic device and click on the Word. It's always good to have the Word, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, even going down to the Spirit and, and an intense of the heart. The Word will turn us around and when things are not where we want them to be. You can always depend on the Lord if your faith is weak or barely visible. It may be that you need to hear more of the Word of God. As a matter of fact, if your faith lacks strength, try applying the Word of God to your life. The James said you ought to be hearers of the Word and not, you ought to be hearers of the Word and not just doing, not only hearing, but doing the Word as well. But, but what did that woman in the Bible narrative, what has she heard about Jesus? It seemed to start where we don't know where she came from. She's almost seemed that she appeared. But what did this woman, what, 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 what had the woman in this Bible narrative heard about Jesus? Or about faith? She's not one of Israelites. She's not an Israelite. She's an outsider. She's from Canaan. She's a Canaanite. Well, how does she come by such great faith? We don't know. We can assume that her expression of faith was brought on by dire circumstances. What we know is that she was experiencing a crisis in her life. Some of you are experiencing crisis in your life right now. I know you don't want nobody to know, but you see, God already knows, but what he wants you to do is reach out to him. Too often we reach out to other people. And that's all right in a sense, but I want to reach out first to God. God is the one that's going to turn it all around. And when it don't work out like you want to, keep on calling him. Keep on being persistent. Some of y'all give up too easy. You will hold on to your money more than you hold on to your faith. Don't give up. 
Just because he don't come at your time. The sister said when she sang that song that he, he's an on-time God. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. What's your circumstances today? What is the crisis that you're facing? And it seems like you're overwhelmed. It seems like you're going under. But I want you to pull your hand up and say, Lord, this is me. Lord, would you come and see about me? Sometimes you want to fix up the prayer too good. God really don't want to hear that. You just say, Lord, I just, just, just. Lord, I, I need you right now. I don't know about nobody else, but I need you right now. I need you in the morning, in the evening, in the supper time. I need you when I lie down and I get up in the morning. I need you right now. When you're going through, God is going through with us. You begin to read the 23rd Psalm, that you, you go through the valley. You, we're not making no home in the valley. We're going through the valley to the mountaintop. We got some valley experiences today. Our loved ones have died. Things are happening to us. On and on it goes. But I just want you to take courage, you that believe in Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you woke me up this morning. Thank you that I got food to eat in my belly. Thank you that I got clothes to put on my back. Thank you that I got something to drive. Thank you. I ain't Thanksgiving Day, but every day is a day of Thanksgiving. We often don't thank God. We're always concerned about the problem. But does not even think about the problem. Start praising him. <laughs> Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the evening. Praise him at supper time. Let everything that had breath in, praise the Lord. When you're praising God, you begin to give him honor and glory. When you're praising God, he began to hear you and be excited. When we praise him, the blessing began to come. Because our mind is not on us, it's on God. Our mind is not on us, it's on the Lord. Our mind is not on my circumstances, it's on God. So I honor you and I praise you because you are God. What we know is little of this woman. I don't know how she heard about the Lord. Maybe, maybe she just happened to fall into the, the, the court of the Gentiles in the temple. Maybe she heard him preach something. Maybe she heard about him teaching. Maybe she saw him heal somebody. And I can just imagine in my own mind that, well, I know I'm not an Israelite, but I am a person. And I believe that this man called Jesus, I believe that he'll work it out for me. So I believe that she began to do like the woman with that third with that the, the issue of blood for 38 years she was bent over couldn't do anything her social security had run out everything was over but then she touched the hem of his garment and she said I know I'll be healed that's faith that's faith that's great faith and God's people exhibit great faith unto the Lord he began to notice us in a new way. And he's looking for us to bless others with that kind of faith. Whatever it was about this woman, she had a rock-solid belief 
and trust in Jesus that he would grant whatever she asked. Let me ask you a question. Do you have such confidence in Christ Jesus? Do you have such trust in the Lord as you go through your circumstances? Do you have this kind of faith? 21 said, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, this woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. He didn't say anything at that moment. But Jesus' fame had become so widespread that he sought refuge in a faraway place where this woman was in Tyre and Sidon, located 50 miles northeast of Jerusalem. Even in this distant place, he could not get away from the pressing needs of ministry as he was approached by this Gentile woman. But you that are Christ-like, you that are following the Lord, there's always pressing needs of ministry for those who need it. And you must possess great faith in God in order to meet it. Too often times you try to use what power you have or what power you think you have. But I'm reminded of an Old Testament saints that not by power, not by this or that, but it's by God's power. We can't do it of our own power. It's God's power. The Bible tells us this woman is Canaanite. That she was a Canaanite, not Jewish. She approaches the Lord unashamedly for her daughter. She addressed Jesus as a son of David. That is a messianic title. Being a, a Gentile, how does she know that? She pleads with Jesus to heal her daughter. And what was Jesus' response? It was short and sweet in verse 23. But he answered her not a word. Was, she, was Jesus ignoring her? Because she was a Canaanite, she was a Gentile? Was he trying to prove a point? Yeah, perhaps he was. I believe that it was a way to, to, to discover if the woman really had faith in him. Did she, did she truly believe that Christ would answer her request? Well, let us turn this thing around and, and, and turn it on you. When you began to call on the Lord about some issue in your life, it doesn't matter what other people say. It only matters what God does. You see, when do you have that kind of faith? Too often we quit too soon. Some people just pray one time and that's it. Some people tell, oh, yeah, God already heard you. No, 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 no. If I'm desperate, I am not going to pray one time. I may pray a hundred times, but it ain't going to be no one time. I'm going to pray till God show up. It's not that I don't believe he's going to do it, but I want to be persistent. I want him to know in my heart that, Lord, I need you on this thing right here. Too many of us are suffering from lack of great faith. And then you blame God. There's some try to play that other religious card. Well, I asked God and I told him what I want. That's your problem already. You told God. You ain't got to tell God nothing. Now you've got an attitude with God. I don't see why you ain't blessed me. You, ain't, you bless so-and-so. That ain't your business. You, 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 God's been, you need to talk to God a little bit differently. The Bible says we ought to honor him. When we honor him, Father, 
I bow my head before your holy glory and ask you, Lord, to have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins. And then share out your heart with God. Too many of us think God is a cosmic bellboy. You just snap your finger. You can snap your finger all you want to. It ain't going to help. It might even get worse. God is sovereign. He's a mighty God. He's not a man like we are. He don't lie like we do. He's faithful. When you meet his parameters, when you call on him in truth, God begin to take notice. If you his child by Jesus Christ, he take notice of you. And in our hearts, we ought to be humble before the Lord. Father, I need you. Father, I don't even have no more words to say. But I know you know what I want. God, what I need right now. Let me tell you, my God will show up. Some people just play with God. Well, you know, I prayed about it. I guess God didn't hear me. Mm. I guess you ought to go back to the drawing board and get started all over again. But he answered her not a word. When Jesus failed to answer her, she didn't quit. She persisted. In other words, it's like somebody that won't quit. It's like a little gnat flying around your head. You can't get rid of them. She, she was there. Why? Because of love of a child and she had that need. What do you have need of today? Maybe somebody in your family needs to get saved. Maybe somebody in your family needs to get delivered from some stuff. And you seem powerless to do anything about it. Oh, believer, you got all the power that there is. You begin to call on that name that's above all names. Jesus, who is the Christ. Lord, have mercy on me. And begin to lay before the Lord. Don't give God any orders. Just praise him. Lay out your concern. This woman was persistent with her appeal. Jesus' disciples, now listen to this. Here come the disciples. It's kind of like the woman at the well when they walked up. What you doing talking to that woman? <laughs> like they are Jesus' keeper. So, so here they walk in here and they say, this is really wild. They came, Jesus' disciples became annoyed, upset, they had an attitude. You know, a lot of Christians are like that. I'm talking to folk, and they come about, why are you talking to her like that? Why are you talking to him like that? Ain't your business. They became annoyed and urged Jesus to send her away. They, they seemed to be asking, Lord, why don't you just go and go ahead and help this woman? And she isn't going to give up unless you do. Well, they had a good point there. Because she didn't give up. The text suggests that the Lord's disciple showed no compassion or sensitivity to the woman's need. How often is it like that today in the church? Folk have need and we walk by them like we're so heavenly minded that we ain't no earthly good. And you act like you got the next seat to Jesus. You don't know. Your seat may only have three legs. Be teetering, tottering. You see, friends, some people are like that today who become so occupied 
with spiritual things that they become unaware of the needs of people around them. We ought to all have eyes in our back of our heads and we ought to be tuned in with the Spirit of God that when a brother or sister or even a sinner got an issue, we ought to ask God, Lord, help me to minister to them in your name, not in my name. They might go to hell in my name, but I need you to bless them. Some of us in the church think we're all that and we're next to Jesus and, and you're going to be like the spokesman. You ought to take a seat and hush. As a matter of fact, Scripture says it nicer. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. Some of us are lifted up as if we're all that. No, we are not. That's right, I said it and you can tell your friends I said it. Instead of being annoyed, become aware. That's us. I've heard some things from several people in our fellowship, and they've seen some things like this, and they moved right in and began to share with them and help them and to relieve their issue and bless them. That's how we reach out to people. That's how we let, Jesus, let them know that Christ loved them. Why? Because we are of Christ. You know why some folk leave the church? I'm glad you asked that. Because some of us got some attitudes that need to be canned. No, child, no, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You need to go back to verse 1 of Genesis 1. And end it at the last word in, in Revelation. We need to be aware of the opportunities that surround you and look for ways to minister to others. And you don't have to have no light on you either. You ain't got to have to call Reggie and the brothers from the church. You got the camera? God's got a camera. I think it's super HD. Whatever we have is about 10 times better. And 23 says, and his disciples, disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out for us. And now who's in this, who's in this thing? It, it, ain't, it ain't the disciples. It's this woman and Jesus. Oh, they're out of place. They must have lost their mind. Finally, Jesus answered her, but the answer is not exactly what the woman was expecting to hear. And 24, he says, but he answered and said, this is what Jesus said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus was simply stating a very uh, new truth. He had come to offer his own people the opportunity to enter the kingdom promised centuries before. Another place the Lord said that, 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 that he came to his own people and they received him not. His own people, the Jewish people, just cast him away. No wonder the Gentiles began to see a way. No wonder they began to see the Gentiles to see a, a ray of grace, a ray of mercy. And, and they began to come, and God will get, begin to touch them, and he called other ones, like Paul the apostle, to go and minister to them. That's why we are here today. This woman had an utmost confidence and belief in Christ. She had great faith. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Does that sound familiar? Sometimes you lose words. You don't know where you lost it, and you're not trying to find them. You just, can't, you just don't have the words. 
And so you just say three words like this woman did. Lord, help me. Things that be going awry in your life, you're about to be drowning in circumstances. Lord, help me. And God comes to our rescue. But he answered, as we get to this part, this is a cry. This woman's cry is a cry of desperation. You're on your last leg, so to speak. It seems like the Lord is not listening and, and you desperately need him right now. Anybody ever feel like that? God bless you, amen. God bless you, amen. You ever feel like that? It looks like you've been praying night and day and nothing seems to happen. But see, one good thing that you forgot, you kept on. You persisted. And God answered. The woman that came towards Jesus fell on her knees and pleaded with the Lord as she worshipped him. Did, did you get that? Sometimes we ought not to be so sedity. I remember when I was in church, but I wasn't saved. I was wondering what they were doing in church. I could have been doing something else. But Mama said, no, you ain't. I, I remember when, the, you know, some of y'all remember, that you, you would come and you would kneel. Oh, we only got a couple folk, but this must be a whole new generation. You begin to kneel before God in the church. And we begin to worship God in a whole different way. It's okay to talk to him. It's okay if we worship him. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And Jesus has in view a Jewish family sitting around the dinner table eating. And the Gentile woman was not a child of the family of Israel, but uh, she was eligible. She was not eligible for the choicest morsels of food, but she stayed there and got the crumbs. That is the idea that she has. But the Lord was working it out even right then. And she said in 27, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. The Gentiles in that day were called dogs because of the, 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 they, were, they were different kind of people and all of that. And you call somebody a dog today, it's all good. Hey, dog, what's up, bad boy? Bless you. <laughs> you see, if you did that back there, they, they may have to go to some other standard to get you to move away from them by opening a coat and, you know, some of y'all will get that when you get home. <laughs> The woman saw herself as a household dog eligible to receive the crumbs that might fall from the master's table. She had no intentions of depriving Israel of God's blessing. She, she was simply asking that some of the blessing be given to her in her time of need. I don't want nobody else's blessing. That, that the song that we sing sometime that he has a blessing for me, it's my blessing, and nobody can take it away. Yeah, that's all right, but, but I want to get into this word. and says, Lord, I want my blessing that you got for me. <laughs> then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. How great is your faith? We're children of God. God has blessed us immensely in this place. Even through COVID, God has still blessed us. 
though not everybody's in person. Some are online with us, praise God, but we're not what we used to be. But I know one thing, that God has took us away and began to bless us. Even right now, we don't even appreciate it. We still mumble and grumble and complain. We ought not to be mumbling and grumbling and complaining. We ought to be praying. One of the most difficult things that I've experienced in this ministry is the failure of the people of God to come and pray. I know some of you say, well, that back there with mom and them. Yeah, but look what happened. Mom and them blessed us, and, and we ain't in jail, and we ain't dead. Amen. They prayed. That's a legacy. We ought to be praying. It ought not when I call prayer that three people show up and two of them in my family. There's something wrong with that picture. It about me more people that in the, in the sanctuary for worship ought to show up for prayer. Why? Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. The question is, do you want power in the Lord? The question is, is when we pray, God begin to answer your faith. God begin to touch you and strengthen you. That our faith grows in God. doesn't matter what the world does. It matters what God does. God is still God. I don't care what the president say or don't say or what the Senate says and don't say. I can care less. Yeah, what they do affects all of us. But I know somebody. I, I know somebody. And he don't just live around here. I know somebody. And I can call on him anytime. Isn't that wonderful? You can call on Jesus and you don't get a buzz, 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 buzz. Or he had set up his voicemail. The number you have reached has been disconnected. Please contact your operator for better assistance. I'm glad I could get through the first holler. I don't have to wait on nobody. I stand by, I'll contact to see if he's in. He's always in. He's always there. And when the, when the enemy began to, to, to get you down, the, the Lord began, the Bible says, he stands up. You know, when Jesus stands up, something about to happen. When they killed Stephen, the first martyr of the church, Jesus stood up all on You don't mess with the wrong one. That's what I have, my, that's who I have my faith in. How many of you who are here today have sought after God by other means than faith? How many of y'all went online mm -hmm, and talked to Anna to, 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 to straighten your life out? Anna's life is jacked up. Now she's going to help you. From what I can see, she don't know Jesus. If she did, she'd be talking to you about Jesus. How many of us go to other folk and think they got the answer? They ain't got no answer. Sometimes it turns to our family, and that's okay. They don't have an answer unless his name, but the answer is Jesus. My grandkids are talking about the baby. Come on, let me tell Let me holler at you. I'm trying to be like the young people. Let me holler. Let's pray. And let me tell you about Jesus. They don't tell me, Grandpa, don't do it. No, no, they'll be listening, tears rolling. I said, only the Lord can fix it. And be like that old song. I will trust 
in the Lord. I will trust how long until I die. Trust in him. The Bible says those who come to him must believe that he is or that he exists. And that he rewards those who diligently seek him. If you're an unbeliever today, let me ask you this. Are you searching for Christ today? He is as close to you as your next breath. You believers that have fallen off and your light and your, your testimony, as we were singing, your testimony light is flickering like it's in a hurricane. And you feel like you're lost. Yeah, you lost some things. But God is a wonderful God. I saw a sign one day that said, God allows U-turns. And I think it's true. When you're falling off, turn back to God. When people have got you away from God, get away from them and get back to God. When your circumstances stop you from doing what you really need to do, Lord, take it away and come on back to Lord and begin to worship him and praise him just like this woman. Of you that are not saved. You have never, and you have never invited Christ into your life. I urge you to do so right now. Do it right now. Trust him right now. Trust him with great faith and ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on Calvary's cross. I, I believe that the Father raised you up from death on the third day. I believe God's touched me, saved me. I need you, Father, in the name of Jesus. When the Lord already said that no one will ever be confounded if they put their trust in him. Again, like the Gentile woman, you too can have great faith. If you would come and give your life to Jesus Christ, it is done by placing your faith in him. Again, do it today. Do it right now. Do it right now and come. You that are already saved and you're feeling that, well, I'm not all there yet. You need to come too. Why? Go ahead and get plugged back in. Why? Come on and get with it because God saved you that you may witness to somebody else. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.